So welcome along to A Story to Tell with me, Richard Bovelson. This is mainly taken from my radio bar show every Thursday morning from 10 until 12. If you do like it, don't forget to subscribe, share it to others, and let everyone know all about Radio Bath. Hope you enjoy it. So welcome along, it's Richard Bovelson here until midday today. On a story to tell, I've got a lovely Matt Horan, better known as Matchin Tendolka, sat opposite me right now. And we're going to talk all about the Tail Enders podcast and many other things as well. If you do have any questions for Matt, text Bath followed by your message to 80011, or you can email the studio in at studio at radiobath.com. You will know. Do you know you put best place in best plans in place? You really do. So I've got Matt Horan here. He's from the Tailenders podcast, and on the system it says I'm going to be 500 miles by the Proclaimers, and then that plays out, which isn't quite what we planned, was it, Matt? <laughs> it wasn't. Still a great song, though. It is a great song. I'm just going to move oh, you, there you go. closer to the microphone for me. Um, yeah, this is what we were meant to be playing. Let me just play this out for you. So that's what was meant to be playing, <laughs> which is a, sound. is a slightly different one. So uh, we'll we'll play that shortly. But uh, <laughs> right, anyway, welcome along, Matt. It made us chuckle, anyway, yeah. didn't it? So first of all, let me introduce Matt. So Matt is from the Tailenders podcast, which is the BBC podcast with Jimmy Anderson, Felix White, and the wonderful Greg James from so- BBC Radio. Sorry, one. they couldn't be here today. Just me. Just you today. First of all, I'm going to ask you the question. I have to do that. your traditional greeting of, hello! Hello! There you go. Yeah. <laughs> For all Tailenders fans out there, which I am one. Now, this is lovely to hear. So you, you're, you're a listener. I genuinely am a listener. I've listened since the beginning. Um, I know all of the stuff. I've been to see you at the uh, London Palladium as well. Fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, I got to see... Was it good? See, it was amazing, yeah. yeah. I, I think I messaged you saying that it was really annoying that I had to catch a train. Right. So I it? missed your big finale at the very right. end. But otherwise, it was all right. It was fantastic, yeah. Johnny okay. Bairstow coming out in the wrong trousers. Yes. Um, that was always Bairstow. a good one. So, so first of all, do you want me to call you Matt or Matchin? He is fine. I can, I'll answer to either. I think Matchin, now I'm in my... Now I'm working. Now you're in professional yeah, mode. Yeah, on the radio. And you've got your son here as well today, haven't you? Yeah, so funny story. Jesse's my son. His school is basically near a river. And whenever it rains too much, uh, the school gets flooded. And he when it... He's like a kid on Christmas Day. You know when they, on a, in the movies, when they open the window and it's snowing? It's like that, but when it's really hard rain, he opens the window, he's like, yes, it's raining. Now, and Jesse, I'm going to turn you up. Can, can you hear me okay, Jesse? Yeah. Oh, there you are. There you go. How are you feeling about being off school today, then? Good. <laughs> I, I can do what I want. And you're coming in here to see your dad working, effectively. Usually he has to go to, like, a... a a warehouse full of shoes but today he gets a, the excitement of a radio bath radiobath.com <laughs> right <laughs> now how do you feel today about being main guest because you're normally on with three other people at least and i was listening to the podcast on the way over oh nice and you know you didn't say a huge amount for the first <laughs> half and now here that's, you are as the sole person that we're chatting to that's usually my role i'm more of a kind of bit part player an impact sub if you will <laughs> i don't <laughs> i prefer being you know part of a, an ensemble yeah and you know, greg's very greg knows what he's doing and so i can kind of chip in with a quiz or a funny comment every now and again that's much i'm much more comfortable with that than being um being just me that's why i had to bring jesse as well he well my co-host is jesse now the impact sub of the day yeah is that where you're at, Jesse? 
Yep. Annoyingly. <laughs> 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 Fabulous. But no, it's, I, I, I'm all right with it. I wouldn't have done this a few years ago. Okay. I couldn't have done. I couldn't. But so no, I'm now a bit more comfortable. I did notice when we were messaging that you, you seemed quite nervous about coming in. Yeah, I just don't. I it's not something I do regularly, and uh, I, also I kind of feel like when people come in to talk to do like radio stuff like this, they've got something to promote. Yeah, or they've got like a film or a movie or a thing, and you know. I can promote tailenders and shoes, but, and shoes. But, but they are always going on. So uh, I don't. And oh, and, yeah, and gin, Jesse just reminded me. And gin, um, <laughs> gin was that? Gin. We we I do a little I do, sell gin, a charity okay. charitable gin with gin with Jimmy and Greg and Felix. We will talk about that a bit later, no mm. doubt. Um, now, first of all, you have a very unusual story about how you've become in the public eye. Right. Um, for those that don't know your story, can you give say, it to us? Yeah, I won't quite say I was in the public eye. I was, I'm kind of a Z-list cricket celebrity. But basically, um, it is a funny story. So, my, so I had no interest in cricket whatsoever. But I am very distantly related to a guy called Sachin Tindorka, who, if you're not a cricket fan... Um, basically the sort of Pele of cricket if you will he's like the he's the superstar of world cricket yeah and I saw a tweet I think from Felix this was this must have been six six and a half years ago and this this new podcast called Tail Enders was starting and it had Greg James who I knew Felix White who I was a huge fan of his band called the Maccabees um still am and a guy called James Anderson who I wasn't that familiar with just this weird bloke that yeah yeah and they said if you've got any claims to fame around cricket and i thought i've always kind of peddled that story out about me being related to sachin sindorka yeah so i thought i'll I'll ring in and tell them that story a friend of mine said to suggested it so i rang in and i didn't and i I didn't have any interest in cricket and we just got on really well and they found it amusing that I had no interest in cricket but I was related to the greatest and that's kind of the whole point of the podcast to start with isn't it to bring people in because it's it's always based as a loosely based cricket podcast loosely cricket based podcast yeah so the idea was that cricket sometimes can be seen as a bit especially in the UK in England maybe a bit um, elitist maybe Mm -hmm. that it's for some people and not for others and the whole idea of the podcast is to get as many people they love cricket and we all love cricket but they wanted to get more people into people maybe that have not watched it before and they want to kind of get their passion across. So I sort of slotted in again as my impact sub role. There you go. Gonna, <laughs> to help introduce people and ask the questions that you would, most people would be quite intimidated maybe asking Jimmy Anderson's questions. And he doesn't mind at all. He loves it. He just loves the game. So he's happy to answer any stupid questions. So even when I was asking stuff like, can you catch the ball in your hat? Yeah, you can, um, and all this little the kind of nuances and that come with, especially with Test cricket, that are fascinating. Once you pit, once like I think with any sport, but especially with cricket, there are so many, such a like a vivid history, and there's such a like so many tiny little things you have to know that if you watch it on on the face of it, you might not pick up. But when you start learning about it and you start reading about it and you and you hear these guys passion for it and then telling you about it, it is fascinating i love test cricket now I, i'm obsessed with test cricket now the best description i've ever had of test cricket okay so go with this very quickly right. 
is that somebody described close your ears a little bit jesse okay somebody described 2020 cricket right. as a one night stand right okay one day cricket as a bit of a fling right and test cricket was the equivalent of bringing up children in that there's generally quite a lot of periods where it's quite boring but the bits that matter mean a lot more and i love that description yeah of it. that's beautiful yeah I would, I would agree with that i would yeah and i mean often it gets compared to like a test cricket is more like a a kind of Russian novel it's, it's, it's complex it's layered yeah. whereas a, you know a T20 it's more like a pamphlet yeah now the annoying thing about the way that they're playing test cricket now and obviously they've just the le- series is level in India at the moment as we talk is that they've made it unmissable and it's really annoying yeah because a bit like you guys I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning yeah. to listen to the to the cricket or watch the cricket it's, uh, the, it's the best it's ever been I think I mean I'm, I'm saying this I've only been watching cricket <laughs> six years so I don't have I think as a lot of the especially like Felix and Greg they went through the 90s period where it was a slog it was tough yeah yeah was that that the same for you yeah absolutely it was it was boring at times yeah Um, and it wasn't until the 2005 ashes that all of a sudden it reignited again yeah and so I think we're getting that again I just wish it was on terrestrial TV more you know that's the thing that's kind of missing out that I think would really captivate this the kind of next generation if, it, if this was on more if this was more easily accessible yeah i absolutely agree unfortunately the the money's not there is it that's yeah, the downside it's, it's yeah maybe things could be done but i think that would i think that a lot of, i think a lot of people's gateway i've spoken to over the years was that 2005 ashes and the that was kind of the gateway drug into into the game really yeah absolutely but, I mean, but hopefully it, this can be the same Absolutely. And what they have got now is they've at least got 2020 on terrestrial TV. So that's bringing yeah, and the some of it. And the 100. Yeah, sorry, the 100, not 2020. Um, so it has got slightly better. But yeah, Test Cricket's still not on terrestrial yeah. TV. Yeah. But, but, you know, I spoke to Rob Key the other day, so I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I listened to that podcast and, and everybody was quite surprised by your uh, your actions, shall we say. And it was kind of a bit lighthearted and then all of a sudden it went quite hard hitting. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't offer, for, for new listeners, you might not know, Rob Key is the director of English men's cricket. So I I did want to have fun with it, but then I thought, well, how often do you get a chance to, to pitch some ideas to Rob Key? Yeah. And with still Felix... Uh, I don't know if you've listened, is very keen on the... The World Cup. The, yeah, the Test yeah. World Cup, which I, I think is a, could be a great idea. I agree. Yeah. I th- and it, I think it would create that excitement, because certainly the World Test Championship, um, Australia played India this year, and yeah. nobody watched it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember J- Jimmy saying that it really doesn't matter to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you get to tell them. It's kind of an honest opinion. It's not... Yeah. That's what we. That's what we look for. Yeah, and it is a, a fascinating podcast in regards to. In fact, this this week's episode is probably the most I've ever heard everyone talk about cricket. It was very crickety, but yeah. I think it's nice sometimes to have it when, especially when you've got. It's so fascinating to have someone access to someone like Jimmy, who's just played some of the best cricket of his. He was amazing, and then all of a sudden you just he's live on, and you just get to ask him stupid. Well, just get to just to be it ask those sort of questions straight after he's come off the back of that it's an incredible to, to it's an incredible privilege and do you still have those pinch me moments so and I saw I think it was Greg that put up the picture of or maybe being yourself put up the picture of you got four guys on zoom mm. um, and kind of for you to sit there going I'm on a podcast with these guys yeah all, all the time I my, it's that whole world I've got my normal job which I do day, like day to day, but that whole, I kind of park it in another part of my brain, the whole tail end as well. And it is, especially, so we do these live tours hmm. and it's multiple times during the day where I just jump in a van with Jimmy 
and Greg and feel, I feel like they're all they're all fantastic in their own fields. Like Greg's probably one of the like, best broadcasters Absolutely of the last yeah. twenty years. Jimmy is one of the best bowlers. Felix Maccabees, I I adore. I, yeah. I can't fanboy over him when I'm in his presence <laughs> because I, I I adore the Maccabees. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you we get we're driving from venue to venue. And I just jump in a van. And I'm like, oh my god, that's Jimmy Anderson, that's Craig James, that's Felix. I've got Maccabees on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, but I, I have to just play it cool and be like, okay, let's play cards. We're just four normal <laughs> blokes going around in a van. I feel, yeah, I do feel it. I, I shouldn't. I have massive imposter syndrome all the time. Do you? Yeah, I, I try not to let them see that. But yeah, obviously, because it's just it's an insane. And the, and the mad thing is, I like my some of my dearest friends now. I generally, I love. We've got a really good friendship. I love them dearly, but I I feel I shouldn't be there. <laughs> I can't. You, you absolutely should be there. I hundred percent agree with that because I I compare it in some strange way to Top Gear. Um, right. In regards to who am not, I here? The stick. Who are you here? <laughs> you're the stick. You're tall enough to be the stick. That's for sure. Um, I'm a terrible uh, driver. I, <laughs> You got here today. That's all that matters <laughs> through the floods. Um, but I kind of look at it and I go, when I watch Top Gear, I don't really, I'm not that bothered about the cars. It's actually more about the relationship between the presenters right. is why I watch it. And the same with Tail Enders. I love cricket. I'm a big cricket badger. I love it to bits. Mm. But it's actually more about the relationship between you four right. that I, I listen to it oh, for. Okay, that's very sweet. Yeah, I, it is something that's been, um, that we've got. And I like to think people can kind of, we do generally get on, you know. We all hang out yeah. when we're not recording. But it's just a, it's a, it is a weird thing that's happened in my life that I get to ha- hang out with them now. And it's like we go on holiday, and it's <laughs> it's bizarre. And I like, yeah, it's a strange thing. But I love it. And I feel very lucky to have it. But more more so that they're just like I've got. You don't make as you get older. You don't make that many new friends. And my, you don't. So my new friends happen to be the very best in class of what all they do it's bizarre which is not a bad thing now we're going to talk more about tail enders as we go on um but i do want to ask you there was there was one section where people ended up in the crowd dressed up as wizards or frogs, frogs yes and this is entirely down to you yes and it was one of the bu- bizarrest things we've ever heard so please can you tell us all about the frog and the wizard okay so i had an idea which by the way has been recently copied on a on a on a rugby podcast, they've That's asked it. the same question, slightly changed. I, mean, I don't want to get into the legals of all that. <laughs> but if you do follow, I think... The Let, co- let's face it, we don't really want to get into the legals on quizzes either. <laughs> no, because I, I have got a history of, of, of plagiarising quizzes. But my question was... I can't remember what it was. I said to Jimmy, if a wizard came into the change room and said to you, uh, made, a, made a bet and said, I... Uh, what was the question basically a frog you, you can take this deal you'll be injury free for the rest of your career and we'll give you 10 million pounds but a frog will be following you around and his only aim in life is to, to touch you and if, you, if, t- if the frog touches you you die yeah um, would you take the bat you know it's just one of these hypothetical kind of would you rathers you, Jesse you've got some good would you rathers haven't you if you can think of any I'll come back, come back to we'll me. come back to you. Yeah. Did Jimmy take the bet? He did not take the bet, but he seems like he might have taken the bet because he's still playing three years on, some yeah. of the best cricket of his life. So I, I, whenever he gets a wicket, I get a lot of 
frog emojis sent to me. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's the kind of the beauty of beautiful thing about Thailand is when people, but that went out and everyone kind of got on board with it. And then the next week, people are turning up to matches dressed as wizards and frogs and went like the live shows it's yeah it's crazy I, I love it i was surrounded when i went to the palladium in london i was surrounded by people dressed up as yeah. wizards and frogs yeah um and it was bizarre but <laughs> the strangest bizarre thing about tail enders is that whatever happens it's still normal the right. more bizarre it is the more normal it seems yeah there's been lots over the years like the chili thing was yeah. a big one and it's just these little mangoes, mangoes and chilies, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. So all these little kind of insider jokes, and I think that's what Tellenders is really. It's like a little community where people can have access to, you know, Jimmy talking about the game, but also have all these sort of little jokes and quirks that Absolutely. we're all familiar with. Well, we're gonna have a little break for music. When we come back, do we get to, to, come who, who gets to pick the music? Do we get to pick the music? You can choose the music. Yeah. What would you like? All well, right, I now. Well, no, but maybe should we play 500 miles now and then maybe I get, we might get some 86 TVs on and a fantastic new band. Okay, we'll do that. Let's play 500 miles first of all, though. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> when I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I heaver, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you. Right, then we're back. There's Thunder by Imagine Dragons, which is Jesse's choice. Why do you like that track, Jesse? It's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We've still got the thunder going on in the background, which is quite nice. Oh, also, now, thunder, it was raining, school got rained off. There it you all go. makes sense. It does all make sense, doesn't it? Now, we're here with Matt Horan today, or Matchin, I should say, in his professional capacity, uh, from the Tailenders podcast. And you're also known as the King of the Sea. Yes. Why is that then? Um, that name came around on Tailenders because uh, many years ago I used to work on a cruise ship. Uh, it was called Minerva and it was a company called Swan Hellenic. Basically, I didn't know what I was... It's funny how I got into the job. Um, I'd left uni. I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I went to see my friend called... Oh, Jesse. I thought that name was because of your hamstring. Uh, uh, King of the sea. <laughs> I know. It's... <laughs> Oh, I did snap my hamstring. Um, oh, you did, didn't water you? Skiing. Water skiing, yeah. yeah. But no, this is way before this. So it became. So I, um, I had a friend, my, one of my best friends, it's called Lou, and her. I went to see her while I was unemployed. And her dad happened to be the managing director of a company called Swan Hellenic, who had these, uh, who had this cruise ship, very small cruise ships, and he said I'd be good going on to it. Basically, yeah. So it was a weird job where you kind of go on for six, seven weeks. And I was just a sort of professional schmoozer. I kind of it was the the cruise ship catered for kind of rich old ladies yeah. and men, and they went all over the world. And so you come onto the ship, you basically count the old people onto these buses, take them around wherever we were. So it we went all over India, all over South America, all over Europe, and you you were kind of like a little grandson to these old ladies. <laughs> And then you take them for dinner, and often the ones that were single, you kind of ma- you try and 
I wondered where you were going with that. Then. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, no. Uh, uh, then you you try and arrange dinners, and then you get the two single people that you think would get on, and then you have yeah. like you'd host tables with wow. like seven or eight people. We had some amazing guests on us. You had like um, Titchmarsh used to come on a lot. Uh, 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 Richard Chartres, who was the Bishop of London at the time, who's okay. like one of the most intelligent men you've ever met. So all these people come on, and then I would... It was amazing, because you get to see all these... I went all over the world, but you just go there for the day. Yeah. There's this weird thing where I've kind of... Se- I've seen a lot of the world, but just just for the day. So we'd put... And often, because of the clientele, they wouldn't want to be partying. No. So you'd turn up in Rio, and you'd see, like, Copacabana Beach, and then you'd have to go to, like, three churches and a museum that day, and yeah. then you'd go, right... Back on the boat, and uh, but it was a it was an incredible experience. And funnily enough, that's how I so that that kind of led me on to my next job. So we got told we were being made redundant about a year before the ship ended. So we got a uh, we all got a payoff, which mine was about six grand at the time. Hmm. And um, Jesse's eyes just let up because he's, that's he's thinking you money could, you could get a lot you could buy a lot of Pokemon cards with that you can um, buy a lot of Pokemon cards you're right Jesse but I'd worked there for kind of four or five years and also I, I so I came up we, we had like a very um, uh, the, the clientele that came on were all really big into the brand they loved they, they, they cruise every year so they yeah. loved swans so I came up with an idea so I bought a little video camera and then I videoed or the last year of our trip. Right. And I came up with something called Swan TV. Okay. Where I interviewed all the passengers, and I interviewed all the like celebrity guests. That were, I say celebrity guests, there's a lot of... Titchmarsh is a celebrity. Titchmarsh is yeah, a celebrity, he's yeah. a celebrity. Um, and I put together this video called Swan TV, and then at the end of Swan Hellenic, when we all had to go off into the sunset, I sold the video, the DVD to all the guests. So I sold like... Oh, wow. About a thousand copies of this DVD on TV, which then gave me the money. So then I came home and I had a little bit of money in my account to yeah. start my next venture. Which is what? Which? Segway Central here. <laughs> but that's why I was going to say King of the Sea. So then I, I was home living in my mum's basement at the time. I, didn't, I still didn't have any discernible skills apart from traveling a lot and talking to a lot of old people. Yeah. Um, and so at that then I was with my then girlfriend at the time and she, I'm quite tall and she was quite short we're not together now unfortunately um, and we were walking we were on Park Street after a night out in Bristol and she used to take her shoes off her heels off at the end of the night because she wore these heels and I said drunkenly you should have shoes that roll up in your bag and then when your feet hurt, you can just put flat shoes on if they roll up small enough. She said they don't exist. And I remember kind of drunkenly texting into my phone, invent roll-up shoes. And then the next morning I woke up, I still didn't have a job. I had a little bit of cash in my bank. Yeah. And I thought, that is not a terrible idea. And so I spoke to a few of my mates around it, and they all said, it's often the way, if that could be done, it would have been done already. That old adage, which is so not the case. Yeah. There are so many things that still haven't been done. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, the more I researched it, I was like, this is, no one's do- doing this. This is such a common problem. And even though I didn't have any business experience and I knew nothing about shoes or fashion, I still don't really. Um, I just thought, someone, this has got to be something. Um, and so I got to work. And like, 
any business is possible now because you can just go on you can go on Google everything's possible you can chat to factories yep. all over the world you can build a brand I'm, in, in I'm, a curr- I'm currently ordering some trophies for a competition we've got from China and it's kind uh, of weird to be talking to somebody in China yeah. on a daily basis yeah um, I, anything's possible yeah and that's what I kind of that's what I thought I think probably chatting to a lot of rich old people on these cruise ships kind of wired my brain that way that they had a lot of them had these incredible careers and you kind of thought wow anything you can do anything if you just you have some kind of consistency and you really want to do it and I, and I think there was no fear because I'd not I didn't want to do anything else it wasn't like I had a steady job yeah. and I was leaving it to invest all my money so you didn't really have anything to lose to some degree apart from the money you were going to invest yeah so, so Roller Soul was Roller introduced Soul was, Roller Soul was born and uh so I, was, so I was still living at home with my mum, and then I got yeah, got my first order, and it was it was really weird because so I had all the, I bought all this stock, and I had it in my mum's garage, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't sell it, I couldn't sell anything, right? And so I was I was started off like emailing all the big papers, going, I've invented a shoe. Someone in this country has invented a shoe that's never been done. I put them in vending machines. Right. That's never been done, and no one cared. Yeah. And then I was like, I went from like the broadsheets to the nationals then i was going to like local radio like radio bristol going does anyone want to know about this yeah this is i've invented a shoe this should be, this should be big news it's like you're <coughs> reinventing the bread yeah sliced bread is new <coughs> and all of a sudden we've got these brand new yeah. shoes that have coming out no one cared absolutely no one and uh it was it was heartbreaking because i invested all my money in all these shoes that filled up my whole <laughs> my mum's garage i was like damn this is um, this is not gonna work some of my friends were like, I told you, this is a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, completely by chance, there was a guy called, there was a blogger called Perez Hilton, who was an American blogger. And I've no idea how he's, he's a fairly awful human being. So, okay. But he, at the time, he was huge. He was just, um, yeah, just an American blogger. Anyway, he saw it somehow and then goes, oh my God, have you seen these shoes? And I woke up to thousands of orders and yeah. it was the weekend before Glastonbury thing and I was like oh my god I've, I sold out most of, wow. to America and then that kind of kick-started everything and now you have a warehouse not your mum's garage anymore. yeah so now we have a warehouse and we have and more importantly we have a warehouse in, it's, it's, uh, in Vegas so we have a we have an office in Bristol and then an office in Las Vegas so we've got the vending machines you know in many locations all around Vegas and we have an office there and, and lots of shops and so if you wanted, to, let's go for a plug moment. So if you wanted to sell or buy Roller Show, Roller Soul, <laughs> where would you buy those from? You would just go to rollersoul.com where we have, yeah, so we, we it initially was just a rolled up shoe and then you get a little bag with it to buy, put your high heels in it. And then we've kind of blossomed into other styles and we've got, you know, we've got 20 or 30 different styles now and we provide for like weddings and um, like commute and... Amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been a, been a weird ride. It's been a journey like your tail enders journey. It's been a journey. Yeah, indeed so. Now, something else you're into, into as well is gin. Gin. This, so, yeah, this kind of happened by accident as well. So during lockdown, no one was buying shoes. Really? <laughs> What's the chances? We're all especially, at home. Especially shoes that you wear on a night out. And I was with, but, um, so I was chatting to Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Anderson fame. He, we've got a thing called Go Well uh, charity so go well something we say on the podcast you see cheers yeah <laughs> and this is sort of a good luck um, and we've got this little charity called the go well charity where we kind of support we raise funds and then we we um, give out grants to small charities that mean something to us 
and we had some downtime and then Jimmy found this uh, incredible little distillery in, called Batch in Burnley it's just like there's only three or four people that work there but they make these amazing gins and Jim, Jimmy's from Burnley originally isn't oh, he? So, yeah, so. Jimmy's from Burnley and so we discussed whether we could with Greg and Jimmy and Felix we could have our own gin called Go Well Gin and we'd sell that and all the profits of that would amazing. go to our our charity so we're, A we're supporting this really small amazing little business in Burnley who were struggling themselves at the time and now have gone on to do bit huge things and um, yeah which we've got this beautiful little then there's the the label it's like a cricket ball so you can feel the seam on the ball oh. so we've got into loads of different cricket grounds we're in um, uh, we're in Old Trafford obviously in Jimmy's Bar we're in Sixers Cricket we're in most of the cricket grounds we're in a lot of the village cricket grounds amazing and like I say none of us make it you know we, we it all, all the money is donated to the Go Watch Charity that's that, provides these grants for smaller charities so it's not for your benefit it's purely for charity for, for purely for charity at the moment yeah unfortunately you know they, they, the guys don't need the money do they, they don't need gin money no and it's, we, so we love uh, the, the Go Well charity is really close like we it's something we've put a lot of work into and it's amazing to see the s- smaller charities that yeah. benefit from that now this is all fascinating and really great but we're going to go on to the most important topic now yeah. okay which is that jesse's going to read our minds yes okay oh, yes. so, so, so jesse jesse we've been le- we he likes a bit of magic um we, <laughs> and he likes <laughs> we went to see a magician a few weeks ago in bath actually and we think we've worked out how he has learned how to read minds. So, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, he's going to read your mind now. Okay. Should, and but if you're listening at home, he should be able to. It should work on you, Jesse. Take it away. Okay. So, first thing you want to do, think of a number from one to nine. Okay, I've done that, Jesse. And then times that number by nine. Yeah. Add the two digits together. Okay. Subtract five from it. Got that. Now correspond that with a le- letter from the alphabet. For instance, one is A, two is B. Okay. Think of a country beginning with that letter. Think of a country beginning with that letter. Okay, yeah. Think of the second letter in that country's name. I think I'm still there. I'm, I might have got lost, but carry on. Let's hope it goes well. Think of an Jeez. animal beginning with that letter. Yeah, I'm still there. Think of a think of the color of that animal. Yeah. There are no grey elephants oh, in Denmark. Man. <laughs> Did it work? It worked, yeah. <laughs> I was there. There you go. Well done, Jesse. I was absolutely there. I, I, at one point I thought I got lost. And I was like, Oh, if this goes wrong, this is terrible. But uh, yeah. Hopefully wherever you are driving around Bath, that he's read your mind. He's read your mind, grey elephants in Denmark. And you had a would would you rather as well, didn't you? Two, uh, actually, let's just do the one. Um, yeah. Would you rather have um, legs as long as your fingers or fingers as long as your legs? Oh, that is a tough one. Thankfully, it was a, it was a non-rude one, Jesse. Yeah. I, was, I was worried at one point, if I'm honest <laughs> with you. Um, but uh, would I rather have legs as long as my fingers and fingers? Do you know what? Due to the fact that I've never been the tallest person in the world, I'm five foot nine, I'm going to go for... Ah, oh, fingers as long as my legs. Otherwise, I'm going to be even shorter than I currently am. So, <laughs> right. Thank, thank you for those, Jesse. Now we're going to play a new track, aren't we? 
Okay, and you're going to introduce it for us. Yes, um, fantastic. Thanks for that. This is, feels like Desert Island Discs. You've asked me if I can just play yeah. the music, which is what a joy. Um, I would love to play a new band coming from out of uh, London, and they are from the remains of the Maccabees. Right. It's the White Brothers, and they're called 86 TVs, and this is probably, they've got a new album coming out in, um, I think, May. But they are performing in, in Bristol, and it's the it's annoyingly, it's the only one of their gigs that's not sold out. Oh, wow, okay. So they're doing an almost sell-out tour, and they're playing at the Thecla. So I'll be there. So do come along. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this will give them the push to get the last few tickets sold. This is a song called Higher Love. It's my absolute favourite. It's an absolute banger. This is Higher Love by 86 TVs.
Right, we're back then. It's Mad Horan, Machin Tendolka here from the Tail Enders podcast. We're going to talk now about something that's very dear to you, isn't it, Matt? Yes. Machin, which is you've become the manager of a football team. Well, sort of a temporary uh, coach. Basically, my I, I do play football, play on the, the downs. Okay, where do you play? What position? I play, I'm a big, uh, big bumbling centre forward, sort okay. of fat crouch known as. Um, but I've played up there for years. And yeah. also, if, if you are following Downs League, we are currently top of the first division, okay. pushing for our first league title in wow. 25 years. Um, we've got a huge top-of-the-table clash against Sneed Park on Saturday. So what is your strength as a centre-forward, then? Well, I used to be quite quite skinny and, and nimble and fast, and now I'm more of a sort of, once again, impact sub. Um, and because I'm, I'm, I'm big, I'm kind of six foot five, and heavy set shall we say um, so now I'm kind of I come on when, pe- when the defence is tired and I bully them around a bit and okay. try and nab a goal where I can yeah and yeah. are you a natural goal sc- I, I play football as well I used yeah. to play many many years ago at semi-pro level so I'm, I'm not too bad um, but I knew that I wasn't ever going to make it because I right. looked around when you're talking earlier about the fact that you're with three other people who are at the top of their game in their particular field yeah I remember looking at the team I was playing in and I was playing on, on the left wing I think it was back in back in those days and I looked around and thought they're all better than me at most things <laughs> right <laughs> and well, I thought I'm not going to make this <laughs> Well, I had, and my brother was particularly good. My middle brother, Mike, who, who almost made it, and he played at a decent level. So I, I keep up with him for a little bit, but I, I knew I wasn't quite at that level. But I was, I was all right. I was, I was fairly handy, and yeah. then just didn't make. It's, it's such a, it's, it's only the kind of top 0.01% Absolutely. that make it. But it's, it's still good to play, though. I love it, yeah. You know? I, lo- I look forward to Saturdays every week, and I love the, the kind of getting in the change rooms, and even now, I've being demoted to because I'm obviously my hamstring wasn't great so no. I just getting back into it but even I stood on the sideline I still love being with my mates and, and being part of that little well, community I, I play all positions I used to even playing goal for a while if you're ever short of someone really? you think yeah if you well, need somebody because you will actually you will be called off uh, <laughs> give me a shout I, I haven't played a, I play five a side and six a side most of the right. time these days um, but uh, yeah if ever you need a, a player yeah. last minute give me a shout <laughs> okay I'll, well, uh, I'll, I'll hold you to that you've got my number so, so then uh, so recently um, my son's school coach left suddenly and they didn't so the school team didn't have a coach right and so someone had to step up and no other parents want to do it so um so i i became for the first time ever became a football coach which I've, I'm, I'm loving at the moment how are you finding it jesse good um <laughs> apart from the fact that you're always screaming like uh Shut him down! <laughs> Shut him down! Do you know what, Jesse? I was, I was going to ask you that question. You, you get the the classic parents on the sidelines shouting yeah. at their children. So your your dad is now in principle of shouting at all eleven children that are on the on the pitch. Does he does he pick you out sometimes and go, Jesse? Sometimes. <laughs> cool for it. Cool for the ball. I was like, no. So where do you play, Jesse? Uh, Defence. Defence. Yeah. Okay. I am trying to be. Yeah. It's it's difficult because you know you don't want to show him too much favouritism. No. But at the same time, you want to you want to encourage him. I probably am a little bit harder than him on than than the other kids. But I'm not one of those dads that are going to get into a fight on the sideline, which I used to see a lot as a as a youngster. People yeah. take it very. I'm not one of those. Just to, no. I want to reiterate that I'm a very supportive. 
coach and I try and encourage positivity and uh, don't I? Definitely. <laughs> I'll be honest, there was a little hesitation there. <laughs> but no, you encourage them to be the best they can be. Yeah. Whatever level they're at. Yeah, you exactly. Know, and as Jimmy often talks about, the results don't matter. Yeah. They really don't. As long as each child is doing the best that they can do, yeah. that is all that matters. That's, uh, for me, it's, it's about that kind of participation and just getting everyone... They, obviously, where I'm coaching is kids of very different levels. Mm. But even if you're not you know, the best in the team, you can, if you're putting in the FAS... And when it works, and so we've been doing these different drills, and when you see it play out yeah. on the field, it's some of the greatest moments of my life when you see them start passing it and doing the things that we've been doing the drills on. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's lovely. Do you know, I, I've been a teacher for a long, long time, and I, I thanked somebody yeah. yesterday because I asked them to do something, and then they did it. And I generally said, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, because it's so heartwarming to know that they've, A, respected what you've, given them and yeah. then being able to implement it yeah how do you find it as a, as a dance teacher it must be really d- difficult because you're dealing cause you do these big classes yeah so you've got different huge different levels of ability it's always it's always difficult to match everything you're trying to do so generally our, our certainly our intermediate classes i kind of have two halves in it the first half is quite easy for those that are newer dancers mm. the third one the move is always much more of a challenge for those that have been around for for a long long time and you kind of know that it's always a weird thing because the first half the experienced dancers are a bit bored yeah and the second half the inexperienced dancers are going i can't do this yeah, yeah. So that's always quite frustrating so i, I think i'll probably get more satisfaction satisfaction in um in my private lessons because you can actually have that actual touching of somebody right and that's that's much better but sometimes we've done classes of hundreds of people and then you look out and you see synchronized dancing yeah. of hundreds of people doing it and you just go wow it must be a beautiful thing especially with dancing when it get, when someone gets it and suddenly mm. it clicks for people because you see that we we mean just a big fan of strictly so when yeah. you suddenly see that kind of leap from two left feet when it suddenly goes oh my god these are really good dancers and that must be amazing if you're you you know you're you're the one oh it it is incredible um there's there's very few more satisfying things to see people doing it as you want them to do it um i have the pleasure of judging all the competitions as well and it's really hard because i mentor so many people that do the competitions and then you have to judge them and a bit like you with jesse on the on the football pitch (laughs) you're almost a bit harsher with them because you almost know what they can do so you're like the uh craig revel horwood People have described me as that many times. Um, I'm known as being quite direct. I warn everybody that I am very direct in my right. feedback. Um, so but you don't give you don't give like a little compliment and then uh, then some criticism and then a compliment. Known as the poo sandwich. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I'm I. Sure I think what you call that? On radio. <laughs> on radio. I, I, I came up with a polite way of doing it. Um, no, I, I generally don't do that. I, I tell them what my main criticism I have of my feedback is that I don't give compliments enough. So right. my aim for 2024 is to remember to tell them what they're doing well. Yeah. So you're not kind of an arm around the shoulder. You know, you can, you can do better. I can do. Yeah. yeah. Every, and again, being a, an experienced teacher is the one thing that you have to know is that um, everybody needs something different. Yeah. Some people need that real kick. Yeah. And other people do need that arm around the shoulder, and other people don't want feedback. Right. Um, well, you, everyone's got to get feedback, haven't they? It's quite interesting if you if you do tune into the most recent Tail Enders. Yes. Is, so Jimmy was talking about his how his actions, who is how his run ups changed, and that he said that he always listens. He, he obviously can choose where he solicits his advice, but he'll even at his age when he's been doing it for so long, he still loves to get different opinions and different ideas of 
you know how you can improve his game absolutely i mean people have asked me and i've asked this question i used to do a podcast for other teachers other srock teachers and one of the questions i said is if 100 percent is the ultimate dancer so you can do all ballroom dances all the different dance in the world break dancing the, the whole shebang and you could do them all perfectly and that's 100 yeah. percent dancer where would you rate yourself on that level now i've been going for what 25 plus years now i reckon i'd rate myself maybe at about eight percent no i'm that i genuinely because there is so much to learn and and yes you know if you ask jimmy about how much of the bowler if he was a perfect bowler again he was talking about bumrah that he's a freak bowler the way he uses his wrist and stuff jimmy can't do any of that stuff yeah he can't do left arm spin yet (laughs) although we're still waiting for that would you rather be able to play every instrument in the world or be able to do every different form of dance in the world oh definitely dance Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I play the guitar very averagely, um, but definitely dancing-wise. Go on, Jesse. What about the language? Oh, uh, what was that? Like, do every uh, instead of play every instrument, speak every language. Or speak every yeah. language. That would yeah. be very useful. What's what's what, what's your favourite? If you could perfect any dance, what would it be? If I could perfect any dance, um, I mean, the dance that we have is Lord kind of, of freestyle. Lord of the dance. <laughs> I'm there with my uh, kicky legs and everything. Uh, the one that immediately came to mind is is probably something like a, a foxtrot or a waltz, actually, which I don't do at all. I don't mm. dance ballroom hardly at all. I know kind of how to do them, but to perfect them, just having that gracefulness to mm. dance with my wife. My wife did lots of training in ballroom. Uh, okay. And when, when we go on the floor and f- if we try and do any of that type of stuff, I am literally the frog yeah. going around with the <laughs> swan. Um, so, so yeah. You dance with her every week then? These, She's my pro partner. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, we do performances and uh, we teach at big dance weekends. We're off to Norfolk in a couple of weeks to, oh, uh, to teach and yeah we love it and uh we love teaching together she's fantastically funny she she does innuendo bingo like nobody else does in the world (laughs) Uh, she says stuff and people are crying their eyes out she's like what have i said (laughs) so uh yeah she's an amazing dancer um very inspirational as a a dancer as well yeah oh fantastic well i can watch you do come and watch us, yeah. yeah. Or you can come along to our dance yeah. classes. You're not too far. Because you're local, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I moved to Cainton recently. So, yeah, yeah we're um, yeah, we're local. I, I would love to. I'm just, I'm a terrible dancer. But I, I love it, but I'm terrible. And therefore, the, the answer, I've, I've been told that many, many times. Right. Okay. So, going back to the languages. Could you get me ready for Strictly? I could get you ready for Strictly. <laughs> so, I've, I was, we were speaking off air about the fact that I know Eddie the Eagle quite well. Yeah. And he's on Dancing on Ice at the moment. And we've been talking about a variety of bits and pieces. And we've often, he's auditioned for Strictly a number of times, actually, and never quite made the, you oh, know, really? made it, which is, I think he'd be brilliant on that. Because of, what, because, why have they let him on there? Because he's not a good enough dancer. That's sort of heartbreaking because of his career. Yeah, the strange thing is, is that on week number... should be num- a movie about that. Oh, yeah. On week number two, um, the, uh, the, one, the, one of the judges turned around to him and said, you know, you're doing so well, especially as you have no dance experience. Now, Mike's, Eddie the Eagle's been on stage many, many times as a demonstrator. Oh, he's, no. he's actually a really good dancer. Right. And they actually then the following week did a little VT of him at his dance class. Oh, no. um, So, yeah, he's one of our crew members. And it's always quite strange to get him up on stage and say, here's Mike, because yeah. his real name's Mike. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he helps all the beginners out. Oh, 
that's how normal a person he is. Yeah. Um, but you could absolutely get ready for Strictly. Okay. I would more than happy train you. Um, okay. It's well, all about learning how to coordinate your body. I probably need a few more million Instagram followers before I get there. But you know, you never know. Stranger you never things, know. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. You're a good. You're a good height for it. So, and uh, yeah, they're looking for people that are. Um, different, aren't yeah. they? And you, are, you. you have an amazing... <laughs> that, that sounded so wrong. You know when you say something, you think, oh, oh that's not... <laughs> when I say different, as yeah. in there are lots of sports people, there are loads of soap actors, yeah. um, but they're always looking for that other people. So they have influencers on, they have TikTok yeah. people, YouTubers and all of those. So, and you, you know, obviously being a podcaster, you know, you fit into that. And yeah. of course, your main job of being a roller soul Entrepreneur. person, yeah. which is, which like, is all it's good. It's like a mix between Peter Jones and um, who's a famous podcaster. Oh. Well, it's Louis, Louis Theroux. Louis Theroux. Yeah, Louis yeah. Theroux. So he's a good one as well. Yeah, okay. um, we're going to talk very quickly about You've been on tour with the Tailenders podcast yes. as well, quite a lot. As I mentioned earlier, I went to see you at the London Palladium, that had is, a fantastic yeah. time. Thank um, you. It's two hours that is bonkers. Yeah, it's such a strange thing. It's something we never imagined we'd do when we when we started, especially. Obviously, I didn't have any clue it would happen. And then we did one small show at the kind of BBC Theatre a few years ago, and that went really well. And it's sort of just grown and grown. And now it's become these huge... Uh, performances like, like you say the London Palladium was just insane yeah just like to have that many people there's a few thousand people there I think yeah 3,000 people are there yeah so, yeah and that is that is very pinch me sort of moment when my face is on the front of the building and you're rehearsing you get to do the full band there so Felix who I do the podcast with from the Maccabees and A60BC so he brings it a full band and that you're when that is you just feel like a, it's kind of an out of body experience where you're on stage and 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 it, it's it's such a strange thing to do in live shows because I think when you listen to podcasts, it's quite an individual thing. It's usually in your headphones, and I think most people listen to podcasts or the radio on their own. Hmm. And then these live shows, you bring a whole community, so all these people come and know all the little in jokes and absolutely love, they and know about the wizard they know about the frog yeah. they know about mango and yeah, river yeah. island and all of these in jokes yeah and so the, and then everyone's in this room together and it's a, it's a really kind of loving community so once everyone's in there together it's a, you get a real feel and warmth in the in there and then you get to see jimmy talk about you know thing he's best at and it's yeah it's biz, it's a bizarre night it's a real so we did the tour i think we did like seven eight different shows around the country and then to come back to my normal job of selling <laughs> shoes, it was, su- it was such a come down. It was such a wild couple of weeks. Um, it was, yeah, some of the best couple of weeks of my life. And it just, you thought, I don't know how I ended up doing this. Yeah. And then you come back and I, you know had to sort out a tax return on the Monday. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and they obviously they they the guys all go back to their normal jobs, which are incredibly exciting jobs. You know, Jimmy's back. I think he had to go to Abu Dhabi to train with England. Yeah. Greg's probably interviewing Beyonce. Felix has gone off on tour again, um, you know, rolling up a shoe. And the weird thing is, is that, um, you know, for yourself, would you like to do this more full time? Be um, a broadcaster and be an... And we had the bit on the latest podcast about you being an influencer yeah, as well. No, that's, yeah, that's a bit fun. I, I, not really, no. I'm, I'm at a really nice level now. I, I, I tell you what, I, I really enjoy the kind of um, creative side of it in terms of, like, coming up with the quiz and stuff. And I like... I'm sort of doing more of the... Um, video editing and stuff and the, of the socials and I like that kind of side of thing a kind of bit more behind the scenes I'm hoping they're going to let me do more of that okay because um, I do really enjoy the kind of creative process but I'm not that comfortable being on air I kind of I I would do more of it but I, I'm at a nice I think I'm at a really nice level I see 
I see how famous Greg is, and he can't like walk. Yeah. And in London, he'll get stopped all the time. And he's very good at. He's. I mean, because he is possibly charming himself, he's got time for everybody. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't want that sort of. I like it where I kind of am now, where it's like a nice. I chat to a few people at a cricket ground and do a few selfies and have a nice chat, and it's all really lovely. Yeah. I wouldn't want anything more than that. You don't want that level of fame. Not unless I'm doing Strictly. I was going to say, if you're on Strictly, then I'm afraid you get a huge amount of fame. I don't think I could deal with that many tweets kind of uh, being disparaging about my cha-cha-cha. You never know. And it's, you know, if you were a beginner and you have that lovely journey again, then I I think you come across incredibly endearing. Oh, thank you. And again, it's because... You are a normal person. Yeah. Which uh, which is lovely. Now, we're going to have another little break for music. You've chosen this one as well. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know what it is, and you can introduce okay. it. So, it's the uh, Simon and Garfunkel oh. song. So, why have you chosen this song? Um, it was a favourite song of my dad's, who, uh, my, he fortunately died a few years ago, and we used to listen to this a lot. And I just, it's just one of the most beautiful pieces of music I think you can listen to. It's, it's I think, yeah, I can't... I, it always reminds me of my dad when I listen to it and um, some of the graphic have got a lot of good songs but I think this is whenever I hear it I can lie back and it makes me feel very happy amazing what's the, what's the name of the song? it's The Only Living Boy in New York here it is We're back with our last little link now with the lovely Matchin Tendolka, known as Matt Horan locally, and Jesse, his son. And uh, he's from the Tailenders podcast, BBC podcast, with Greg James, Jimmy Anderson, and Felix White. We're on now to the most important section, which is the quick fire round. Excellent. Okay, so you're both going to get to answer these. Okay, answer them in turn is what I'm going to go for. Okay. We'll alternate as we go through. So, Matchin, to start with, what is your favourite ice cream? Uh, salted caramel. Ah, love a bit of salted caramel. Uh, and also in Bath, you get some great ice creams in there, some amazing ice cream shops in Bath. It's always our little treat that we get the train in and some of the ones around by the uh, cathedral there. Yeah, brilliant ones. What about yourself, Jesse? Um, either raspberry or mango sorbet. Oh, a sorbet. Oh, that's very posh. <laughs> it is very posh. Isn't it? He loves a sorbet. Loves a sorbet, darling. <laughs> very good. Right, Jesse, first one for you then. Okay, are you tidy or messy? Messy. <laughs> messy there was Jesse. no doubt about that, was messy there? Messy, Jesse. Yes. Yeah, what about yourself, Matt? Uh, I. Messy. Uh, <laughs> am, I, <laughs> am I messy? Who tidies up after you? <laughs> <laughs> I go through fits I'm, I'm a bit uh, ADD so I go through fits and spurts where I'm either like I have a week where I'm incredibly tidy and yeah. then I'll have a week where it's incredibly messy so. my wife's having this moment of going the house is a mess and I look around thinking it looks exactly the same as it always does yeah. but but <laughs> yeah we're, we're yeah. now in a tidying phase <laughs> okay <laughs> so when I get back home from here a bit like yourself when you've been on tour and stuff and then you go back to doing your tax return when I get back from here I'm emptying the bins oh. so but no. that's life isn't it right love or hate roller coasters this to yourself Matt oh I hate roller coasters but I have to um, go on them sometimes because Jesse I never go on the roller coasters <laughs> it's, the, it's this one ride at the theme park called the 
Which theme park? The Walter. The Walter. I hate the Walters. I love it. Now, Jesse, I'm going to give you a bit of scientific information here, okay? So, how old are you? Uh, 10. 10. Okay, so when you're 10, the fluid in your ears is really fluid. Okay, it's very, very, um, loads of viscosity in there. Okay, as you mature, that becomes much harder. So I'm much older than you are, Jesse. Okay, so therefore, if you're on a roller coaster like the waltzers and you, your head gets thrown from one side to the other, at your age, all of that liquid in your ears settles back down immediately. As it gets to myself, it's more like a toothpaste. Oh, and therefore, really? your head still feels like it's somewhere else. And oh. that's why, as you mature in years, you like roller coasters less. Yeah, I never knew that. So, that's why I shouldn't have to go on the, on the waltzers with you. So what I would say Sorry. is that waltzers go on by yourself because your dad's going to throw up. <laughs> okay, But all the other roller coasters, the big ones, yeah. get him on those. <laughs> Okay, that's my thought. Right, this one's more to yourself, though, imagine. Okay. okay, do you hang your toilet roll over the top or behind the back? Uh, I'm an over the top man. An over the top yeah. man. Why yeah. is that then? Uh, it's just you know, it's, <laughs> I've just grown up with it. It's just a natural, a natural way of. It's obvious, isn't it? You just pull it down. <laughs> it is the, the right way. It you is know, the right way, I'm yeah. not going to question that. It is. There is officially a patent out. That, that is the correct way to hang a toilet roll. Okay. So, yeah, good. There was, there was a discussion. Oh, I won't go into it. There was a discussion in the pub the other day about whether you stand up or sit down. Yeah, yeah. To, no, we can do that. To wipe. But okay. <laughs> On Greg, he like squats. <laughs> yeah. So Greg's a squatter, is he? Yeah. He squats okay. in public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, with toilet paper, I'm a, I'm a fold... Uh, out, out, and over the top. Over the top, yeah. And Jesse, do you ever notice which way you put the toilet roll on? Do you ever replace a toilet roll and go, I'm, I'm going to purposely do it this way, or do you just no, chuck it on? I no. No, I, I don't really. He doesn't get involved in the... Uh, don't care. Uh, Fair the, the toilet roll administration in the house. Fair enough. Right. Jesse, first one to you then. Do you eat your chocolate from the fridge or from the cupboard? I don't mine i like fridge chocolate because it tastes more fresh i feel like because when you have chocolate from just a cupboard it melts really easily but when you take it from the fridge it doesn't melt that is true very Very good what about yourself Matron? i'm a fridge guy yeah i like it i like it crunchy like it hard and crunchy yeah yeah now i've I've said the story a couple of times but if you like hard and crunchy chocolate okay i'm going to challenge you with this okay and this is called the mars bar challenge okay i used to do this as a kid and that is is that you cut up a mars bar into loads of small slices yeah and then you put that in the freezer oh in the freezer in the freezer and then you eat it from the freezer and it's like having a ice cream yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> okay, but it's not quite the same. Okay. Because the it, chocolate melts really quickly on a Mars bar. Except I was thinking the other day, why is it called a Mars bar when it just says Mars on the... On, why is it not just called a Mars? Ah, I never thought it's, about that. Then where is it branded as a Mars bar? It's only branded as a Mars. Yeah, because we don't say Twix bar, do we? No. We but say we say Mars... Do you know what? This goes on to my Tesco and Tesco's comment, but that drives me insane as well. But let's move on from that moment. Oh, right. Did, oh, did you hear about the Go demise on. of the Yorkie as well? No. Yorkie, Yorkie is, is leaving us, and that's one of my favourites as well. No. Go on, like do your no. <laughs> no. Yeah, Yorkie will be no more. Oh. Get them while you can. I like a Yorkie as well. Buy, buy the whole stock. That's it. Buy the stock of Yorkies. Right. Uh, do you, this is to yourself first, Jesse. Do you make your bed in the morning? No. No. Just simple as that. What about yourself, Matt? I do like to make my bed in the morning. Yeah. It's yeah. One of those, I, I saw one of those. Uh, um, read about one of those 
generals in the army and mm-hmm. he says it's the first thing you should do because it starts you do something absolutely it's the first dopamine hit of the day yeah are you a, a bed, bed maker i am a bed maker now the follow-up question to this always is do you have any cushions on your bed uh a couple but a not couple. not an excessive amount of cushions you have all your teddies on there don't you which i find annoying there's a snake there it annoys me when i make your bed it's fair enough i have an eight-year-old child as well and oh. you she not only has teddies surrounding her right. but she also has the net above her bed with all the excess teddies that oh. couldn't fit on the bed anymore yeah it's so, um, too much isn't it it's it's a lot of teddies <laughs> but uh, there's no problem with teddies but yeah we have six cushions on our bed which every morning get put on and every night exactly, of course exactly just get thrown way. off what's the point what is the point there we go right first one to yourself matt uh, do you make your oh sorry not that one what is your favorite breakfast Oh, uh, my favourite breakfast currently, I like uh, scrambled egg on toast with uh, a little bit of bacon. Yeah. That's my favourite. Very good. I, do, I am a master of scrambled egg. Okay. I've, I've, over the years, I've finessed so, my... Okay, so Jimmy's very famous for microwaving his cheese on toast. Yeah. Okay, so we now need to know what is the best way to do a scrambled egg. Okay, then, well... First of all, this is what I learned on the cruise ship as well. You don't want to put any milk in. Once you've, once you've cracked your eggs and whisked them up, you don't want to put any milk in there. That is just used to fill out the eggs if you're working on a cruise ship to make them go further. But if you want the pure taste of Also, I've become a bit of a snob about what eggs I buy. Right. So if you're going... It's a real difference between if you go the cheap eggs or the old... The, the, Burf- the Beaufort Browns. Beaufort Browns. Browns. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're a bit expensive. You know, you've got to treat yourself occasionally. Yeah. So the quality of the egg matters... I have three eggs, crack them into a cup, whisk them, and then you uh, melt a bit of butter in the pan, get that nice and hot, yeah. and then pull the eggs on, and then it's, it's quick. Okay. You're going to be done in 45 seconds. Give them a stir, take them off the heat, put them back on again if you need to. And you've got to remember, once you take them off the heat, they're still going to cook for another 30 seconds, and then you'll have nice, creamy scrambled eggs. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to have scrambled eggs for lunch today. <laughs> yes, Jessie? Um, can I just say this is radio, not Master Chef? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He explained it so well. I'm going to do that at lunchtime. Okay. okay. It's, yeah. oh, if you can remember it. Oh, uh, it is, it's, it's a, and then a little bit of salt and pepper, a nice bit of bread. Oh, oh creamy. I'm salivating at the thought of it. <laughs> Jesse, what about yourself? What's your favourite breakfast? Either a good bacon sandwich yeah. or a grilled cheese, because grilled, grilled cheese, cheese sandwich. is nice. Grilled cheese Maybe sandwich. some... Uh, avocado on toast. Avocado on toast. Oh, so we've got sorbet. <laughs> avocado. <laughs> what have you brought up here, Matt? <laughs> well, I often try to make you porridge in the morning, don't I? But I, it's, he, you don't really like it. But I think it's a good way to start the day. I don't like it. Yeah, he also likes Crave. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Crave. I'm, I'm currently into the Kit Kat cereal. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I kind of have that as a topper on Special K. <laughs> Kit Kat cereal on top of Yeah, so I have Special K cereal, and then you have these chocolatey Kit Kat little square bar things. Um, Not the actual Kit Kat, it's a cereal made by Kit Kat. So, yeah, I don't just put chocolate. Sprinkling Kit Kat. Yeah, but that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But there we go. Um, Matt, what is your go-to, if you had to do it, your go-to karaoke song? Um, Probably Share, Turn Back Time is a good one for me. Okay. Uh, I can nail that, know every word. And do do we get a little rendition? (laughs) No, no, not right now. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, no, I couldn't do shit. If I could turn back. T- I always do a share impression. That's, yeah. that's a sad thing, isn't it? Yeah. You then go into it. I just, I, I know every word, I think. Fair enough. And it's a good, I think it's a good karaoke. It is a great um, karaoke you song. Just scream at some songs in the car. I, I do sing a lot in the car, don't you I? Sing. 
So what about yourself, Jesse? If you had to sing along in the car or do karaoke, would you? What would you sing along to? No, like, there's a lot of options, but yeah, you just I I don't. I'll try and introduce him to as, as many different types of music. Yeah. Do you know? I had this moment the other day with my eight-year-old daughter, who uh, you know has liked lots of different music over the time, but she was into Becky Hill quite a lot. Okay. And we were every time we get in the car, we'd listen to Becky Hill Essentials, and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's getting. <laughs> Um, the other day she said I really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers oh. and I was like oh let's do that <laughs> <laughs> quick press play so yeah she now loves the Red Hot Chili Peppers that's a great band to Which, be into yeah so uh, Californication and all of that oh. right couple of questions to go then uh, favourite TV programme or film Jess to you first favourite TV programme or film that's hard. Inside Out is one of our favourites oh, yeah. that is a great one Inside Out 2 is coming out shortly as well yes, isn't it we are very much looking forward to Inside Out he, he's uh, Apparently, it's the only film that you, kids' film that you would go and watch on your own. Yeah, in the cinema. <laughs> That's true. I do like. I it's a great. I film. think Inside Out is a beautiful film. Or Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh, Mitchell versus the Machines. You haven't watched that. It's a great one. Very Have you seen good. Mitchell's versus the Machines? I haven't. No. It's on Netflix. It's a okay. brilliant kids' film or family film. I will because we're always searching. You have that moment, don't you? Saturday afternoon, yeah. you're sat in there going, right, let's watch a family film that we all like. Yeah, and what? that's really hard. So what's it called, Mitchell? Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mitchell right. is, it's up there with one of the better, best ones, I think. It's on, that, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. I will. Uh, best TV show, it. Clarence. Clarence. Okay. Okay. If you haven't seen it, it's funny. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. What about yourself, Matt? Um, I would say my favourite TV show ever is probably The Office. Hmm. Um, that's, yeah, I've, I can always go back to it. I love it. Yeah. And favourite film? I, d- uh, I don't know. I, it's always a tough one. Yeah. I watched Forrest Gump the other day again, and that was that was really good. But I don't, I, it's, I don't know. Um, big, I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, back to the Future. Um, yeah. Those are some of my favourites. We don't need roles where we're going. <laughs> right, two questions to go then. They get a little bit deeper now. Okay. okay. So, first of all to yourself, Matt. If you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would you be and why? Um, I would probably say a panda. Oh, a panda? Do you know what? I've not had a panda yet. <laughs> so tell me why a panda. You know, you've got quite a nice life, pandas. They, yeah. They, they're quite chilled. You know, they're not aggressive. They sleep a lot I like to sleep a lot um, Panda is a fabulous answer <laughs> what about yourself Jesse? I just thought about this very hard and orangutan oh, an orangutan <laughs> why just, is that then? I don't know they just like swing around in trees chill out if not that like a gorilla or something some <laughs> form of ape like, why not choose an ape and then choose favourite ape and yeah. then yeah, orangutan. Yeah. Orang you can be the king of the swingers. You're the king of the sea, and he's the king of the swingers. <laughs> right, G- and Jimmy is the real king of the swingers. Well, that, that is very nicely done. You need to play a. And your last question then, okay, Jesse? To you, for, no, in fact, Matt, to you first. Okay, I'll give Jesse a little bit of time to think about it. This is the most deep question. Okay, okay. where is your happy place? Oh, um, I would say I like going to a place in Woolacombe. I like going to Woolacombe a lot, which is about an hour and a half from here. <laughs> And we often go as a family, don't we? And I sometimes go with my mates. And on Woolacombe Beach, when the sun is setting, with music on oh. and, a, and a cold cider, um, Woolacombe is my is one of my favourite happy places. Sounds fabulous. What about yourself, Jesse? Either my room, a nice. We have like a forest near where yeah me and my mum yeah. live, and um, 
it's really nice in there, especially in the summer. Or oh, uh, Centre Parks with all my cousins. <laughs> Centre Park is also an amazing place to be as well. Um, thank you so much for coming on today, both of you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, we've loved it. Um, yeah. This will be created as a podcast. If you look at uh, Radio Bath on the podcast feeds, uh, then uh, if you've missed any of it, you'll be able to listen back. Now, we're going to play Jimmy's favourite track to finish, aren't we? Yes. So we discovered on the podcast um, that just when, obviously because he's bowling for such long periods, sometimes he has songs that go round and round his head. And we all thought it would be kind of quite a fast-paced song. That you know, or maybe even some hip hop, but not. He said to calm himself as he's getting into the rhythm. He often has this song playing in his head to keep over many hours that he's yeah. going for many overs. And he said, "Which to lie, man?" is one of his favourite tunes, go-to tunes. So next time you're watching Jimmy Bowl, I think he's probably in his head listening to the opening lines of this song, "Which to lie, man?" by. Glenn Campbell. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Hope to see you again us. soon. Bye. Bye. I am a lineman for the county. Yes, I am. And I drive the main road. I've been searching in the sun for another There's Homesick, Noah Khan, Sam Fender, here on Radio Bath. Love chatting to Match and Tendulkar then. One of the highlights, I'll be honest, of my life in a strange sort of way. I've been a really big Tailenders fan, which is the podcast he's on for such a long time. And to have him sat here opposite us here on Radio Bath was absolutely fantastic. The only thing I'm absolutely gutted about is they have a tradition on Tailenders, and that is at the very end they say, go well... And the other person then says, cheers. So I'm going to kind of try and get that done now. So I'm going to say, go well. And then if you could just reply with cheers. I know I won't be able to hear you, but if you can do that principle for me, that'd be great. So go well. <laughs>